You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights which help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up to date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. I'm your host, Asher Matthew. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic intent and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and today I'm super excited to have somebody from Latin America, uh, Giovanni Riva. Giovanni, welcome to the show. Hey Asher, thanks for having me. Terrific. Giovanni, tell us a little bit about how you got to Pipeify and your journey there. All right, thanks. Uh, well, I would say that my journey haven't gone by the normal path. Like I started my career working in the biggest student hospital here in Brazil um, in 2011. I was 20, uh, and over there I worked like I work as a, as, a, as a fundraiser, and I learned two main things that also impact my 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 work and also my personal life. It's still it's still impacting my my personal life nowadays. The first one is like working uh, for a meeting is something very, very special. And you need also to have teams that are working uh, also, you know, aiming the the one single thing. The second one is that selling social projects is one of the hardest things to sell. You know, it's like you need to convince someone to invest in something that they would be directly uh, benefited. So this is also uh, curious about my experience, but like... Uh, after five years working there, uh, my former leader at, at the hospital, he invited me to join at PipeFi. PipeFi at that time was a pretty early stage company uh, that just got back from its acceleration program at 500 startups in Silicon Valley. I was the number 11 of the company, so it was a cool experience. It has been a good, 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 good experience. And a long time, well, I, I had the, the opportunity to work and to participate in the like several uh, projects, like in the first price pricing strategy, also when we started to sell PyFi on a on a on a on a premium model, and then we su- switch it to the to the premium model, and it it ha- also has like uh, um, uh, a huge uh, impact on how PyFi um, you know sell and negotiates deals nowadays, uh, mainly because uh, we are still having a horizontal approach. The PipeFi solution can be adapted for the user's process. Um, in other words, we still need some validation by the user before he or she, you know, hire the system. And also because we're still, you know, new in the scene. Um, so it was cool. Uh, I also helped on selling uh, like the, the first PipeFi deals and so on. Um, yeah, and then a long time, I think uh, the the thing that I most worked on it was uh, on building teams and you know coaching people, developing super strong teams cultures. Uh, that's why I decided to scale up to the to the entire company. Now I'm responsible for the employer branding and talent acquisition team uh, since uh, late 2019. Yeah, it's been a uh, Great journey. So I'm pretty pretty glad to be here with you guys. A pleasure to share more about the experiences with, you, with us. So uh, yeah, that's, that's it. awesome. <laughs> uh, that that that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of things in a very short amount of time, and we'll unpack some of that in the podcast. And so this is the first time we've had somebody from Latin America who's actually focusing 
on the Latin America uh, market as well. So for most of the uh, listeners, I don't know if they've actually had an appreciation for how sales and marketing is accomplished in Latin America. Can you share with us a little bit about the Latin America market and some of the nuances people have to know about when they're planning to expand into LATAM? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I think it's also good to 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 say like when when we started in 2016, like the, mainly the inside sales uh, thing was was something very very new for everyone. Like um, so, a long time we saw other startups together with PipeFi to discover more about this and this like this whole process uh, together with like the SDR, the AE, the CSM roles, and so on. So uh, there are a couple of things that you need to keep in mind with when you're like planning to expand your business to let the, like the first one I would say is the maturity of the market, uh, especially for cloud-based solutions. Um, still have a good part of the companies that are still afraid to move their you know tech resources to the cloud, which is obviously you know bad, maybe a blocker for you. Um, another thing like which is also curious that. People here in Latin, uh, they still don't understand the SDR role. So this is also funny because when you're when you're uh, making a call, for example, uh, for a for a for a new S lead, this person obviously knows uh, the SDR uh, goal and uh, and and the, all the all the qualification process this people is that this person is going through. Uh, in Latin is different. People don't understand exactly like how, how is the or what what is the goal of the of the calls. Um, sometimes they also you know thanks us for for calling them and so on. So here people are more you know receptive receptive for this kind of calls. But in the in the, in the other hand, we know that and we see that um, normally people you know U.S. leads, especially in the U.S. market, they're more prepared. You no, know, they they took more time to play around with the two. Uh, so they jump into the call more prepared. You know, the calls are, are shorter. They're more, um, you know, we, we normally, we normally try, 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 try to, try, try to, try to, yeah. And the other thing is, uh, I, I think also because of, of this maturity of the market, um, we see that US leads normally, they took more time to play around with the two. They jumped into the call more prepared. Sometimes they already seen something similar in their market, so it makes total difference in their first interactions with the product. So the the, the, the meetings are more fluid. When we're dealing with uh, leads in Latin, this kind of like these people are, are more you know like the calls are more discovery ones. We need to go over the whole product. We we need to understand how the solution works, the pricing method, like the the, the charging methods, and so on. Because people still don't understand you know exactly how. Uh, the, the, this type of solution or even SaaS works. Um, and also it also has a lot to do with the, the material of the market, as I, as I just mentioned. Uh, another thing that might be a, you know, a blocker, uh, I would say, is the dollar. Um, like Currently, like a, a US dollar is around five reais in Brazil. So uh, it's pretty expensive for everyone. Uh, it might you know, avoid companies to hire your service or even to expand their accounts if you charge per user, for example. Um, and you know that you know any slight move in the government may you know like skyrocket the dollar price, and for for this for these reasons, sometimes companies are concerned to be charging dollar. This is the, the second big you know uh, you know blocker that I would mention. 
terrific. Well, thanks for giving us this overview. Now, when we were learning a little bit about your background, you mentioned a little bit about building strong sales teams. And, and it's very interesting because as times have changed, at least in my humble opinion, the rules of building strong sales teams have changed, but the nature of sales has not changed, right? And so share with us your playbook or the lessons you have learned in building strong sales teams. All right. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I think this may vary from company to company since each one has like a different business model, purpose, values, and also, you know, expected behaviors. But my, exper my experience at PiFi taught me a few things. I think like first and foremost, uh, for more, most part of the cases, uh, dismissing enterprise sales, I would say that you should prioritize people that, ha that, that have the right attitude instead of the experience. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> like this, this, this kind of this, this, this type of people will hunt opportunities by their, 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 their norm. So you don't need to. You, you won't have the problem to, you know, push these people every time. You have the good problem of asking him then sometimes to slow down. You know, so they're pretty, you know, aggressive by nature. Um, uh, regarding this, I think it was also good to mention that I listened to a podcast a few days ago where Bill Bench from Pando.io, uh, he was kind of defending that, you know, career paths are for B players. And I, and I truly believe on that because from, from, from my perspective, like A players, they create uh, their own opportunities. They're rebels, rebels by nature. They don't want to get into a boring, you know, career path. And there's, it, they, they know that the, the, their success depends only on their performance. So this is pretty clear for me, and uh, I, I can see that in practice in PyFi. Um, and talking about like this, 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 this trade, like uh, people uh, in sales are more aggressive. Um, I think everyone, or like almost everyone, expected to take over leadership positions in the future. Uh, so if if you are a manager, uh, you need to always trying to look for people that, um, you know, are aligned with your values, with your the behaviors that you expect from, from them. Because this type of people are the ones that will carry on in your culture. So hiring the people that you trust is also cr uh, crucial for, uh, in the, like, in this, this scaling up process of your team. And, like, this also good to, to have a quick break here to, also say that for me, hiring is the most important thing that you should be doing. Like uh, hiring the right people is an investment for me of time. Um, and managers <laughs> like doing that right, I think managers can lay their head on the pillow and know that they're surrounded by people that they're that are aligned with their 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 values and so on, and that they're just spending time on things that are you know big and really matter. So. Yeah, um, and the last point for me uh, is that, you know, the profile and the persona of the salesperson has kind of changing over time. For me, in the past, when you kind of, you know, think in a, in a, in a salesperson, you probably you mentioned that this, like, the, the, this persona is, is characterized by the communication and so on. But for me now... Uh, Salespeople need to be more 
balanced. You know, they, they need to have a, the right balance of communication skills and also a consultative approach. And I tell you why. It's because more than ever, in my perspective, like people have more opportunities, have more, uh, you know, um, also products, like the market's getting even bigger. So people, for me, they're even like more than ever, they're building products that they can trust on instead of from people who they can trust, you know. Uh, so for me, like this consultative approach for me, this is crucial uh, for, for, for in this in this journey, you know, in this in this process of you know building high performance systems. That that's great. So as I'm listening to you, one question that I'm curious about is how do you test if somebody is an A player or not? Great. Yeah, I think it's a matter of attitude. In the end, uh, you know, the difference between uh, values and virtu- virtues, uh, for me, uh, all right, you can you can have like a tons of values and good practices on, on the wall, but you're going to remember people that di- did it, uh, you know, in practice and got results from it. So... For me, the first thing is people that are always bringing innovation for you. For me, the, the main resource of any startup is the, the people's innovation. The second thing um, is a, a trait. It's not necessarily leadership, but these people should be able to lead their, their own uh, results without you know, relying on other people's opinion or sometimes other other people uh, approval this kind of stuff. I'm not saying that they don't need to be coached. I'm saying that okay, they're they, they are accountable for their own results and they know that um, it only depends on their themselves to make uh, the best from it. So this is the second thing, and the third thing for me, it's people that bring you the unexpected. You know, in a startup, uh, especially by five, when where like the we don't have the, the, the right uh, we don't have like the, the, the right answers. People that bring you something that you weren't expecting um, and put you as a leader out of your comfort zone are the ones that you should preserve and should promote and you know given uh, higher wages and, and, and so on. Like for me this these three things uh, you know summary a, a e player for me. Great. That, that, that's, that's awesome. Let's shift a little bit of our gears towards marketers. What are some of the top tools that marketers in LATAM use? All right. Yeah. Um, well, my answer is not based on a survey or something like this. I'm going to tell you more about my experience on selling by five for marketers. And the software or clients were planning to switch to by five, to replace to by five. Um, and also softwares they were comparing uh, to PyFi in this search for the ideal solution. So for me, like besides the classic ones, uh, I would say, for example, for and for for ads, for example, like Google, Facebook, and this kind of uh, tools or CRM, for example, Salesforce, PipeDrive. We also have other ones. So for example, for market automation, we still have uh, Marketo. Um, Peridot, uh, Eloqua, HubSpot. Here in Brazil, we have a super um, big player called Resultados Digitais. Uh, they're from the Santa Catarina State. And 
you know, it's too, and we also have another original player that's pretty, you know, big in the in the writing services area, which is co- uh, which is rock content. These guys are pretty strong here, and I think like, um, yeah, I think I heard something about uh, also demon base, but nothing that big. Also important to keep in mind uh, when you're, you know, um, you know, negotiating with Latin companies. I'm gonna bring this uh, dollar uh, cost again because it's a very, you know, big deal for everyone here. Um, and I, I truly believe that that's why some companies such as Resultados Digitais and Rock Content, which are, you know, more regional, they're growing up so much and also competing with companies such as HubSpot for the Latin market. Uh, also, especially for sales, I mentioned at the beginning, like Pipedrive and Salesforce, but I will bet that um, Pipedrive uh, and other local CRMs are more popular than Salesforce, part because of the maturity of the market, because, you know, Salesforce is so advanced and might be a, a Ferrari for some companies over here that is, are still learning how to work with inside sales and its metrics and so on. Uh, but also because, and, and like consequently, these companies need a simple uh, CRM solution such as uh, Pipedrive or n- and others, but also because of the pricing. Like uh, Salesforce is, is pretty expensive for, for companies here. So um, I would say like, especially, especially for, for Salesforce and, and, and others uh, that, you know, have a, a higher cost, uh, companies here hire this kind, this, kind, this kind of solutions when they need really need and reach a certain level of complexity that uh, avoid them to hire a simple solution instead of these ones that I, ju- that I just mentioned. Got it, got it. Okay. And and I'm, I'm super curious, right? Because you have a bunch of digital marketing taking place. You shared that there are some SDRs activity also happening in LATAM, right? You have firms like Resultios uh, Digitas uh, down in LATAM. What do you think about data? Like, is data available in LATAM the same way it's available in the US for B2B, where you can go to somebody and ask for a, their, a list of companies that are from X revenue size to Y revenue size, or you can get a list of contacts? Like, like how does the B2B data stack work in LATAM? All right. Yeah, I would say that um, the Latin, sorry, the data, um, like this data, this new data universe, like this big resource that everybody's, um, you know, like which is the protagonist of uh, of the world today, of the world today, uh, is a step back in comparison to U.S. I'm telling you this because of, like, of two aspects. First, the most part of the writings we have are from U.S., so we absorb lots of contents that y- you guys are doing uh, and we adapt for the Latin, um, you know, uh, context. And the second thing is the solutions that we have for this. So we don't have, I, I don't have any solution in mind that provides data uh, like from uh, Latin companies. I don't, I just have some names from US. Um, yeah, the, the thing is the Latin market, because of this, um, the because, because of this, Kind of maturity level we are, we are right now. I think one good aspect about, especially um, about its entrepreneurs, is that people here is super. Uh, people here are super creative. So 
We don't, we're, we're not afraid to adapt the data that we have. We're not afraid to, you know, search and, and work hard to, to, to learn and understand more about this. And the companies that are going to this way, I think they're, 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 um, they're, um, especially in Latin, talking about Latin, they're, uh, they're, they're, um, in a, in a step forward than the others, especially here. So we don't have like this culture yet. So you know, spread along the along the along the Brazil, for example, or other countries. But we're still consuming lots of content to you know reach our guys there. Sounds like a significant opportunity to help both sales and marketing teams with data-driven initiatives in LATAM. So we can talk about that at a future podcast. So as we wrap things up. Uh, and thanks for sharing your journey. Thanks for sharing how to build strong sales teams. Thanks for sharing your overview on the marketplace. I definitely took place, took uh, pricing and packaging as a key component of about uh, when thinking about expanding into LATAM. Uh, what are take of this a little bit personally now, right? Like from all your learnings, right? Like what is the number one lesson you have learned both professionally and personally? If they're the same, no problem. But if they're different, would love to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I don't need to say that this is a very tough question, right? <laughs> because you know, among like all those all the experiences I had along these five years I work at PyFi, I need to, like to choose just one or two. But like professionally, I would say that at Hospital Kind of Principe, uh, like my 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 first um, uh, work experience. I learned the power of having the, the team working for a single purpose. And at PipeFi, I learned that uh, people should and people must focus on hiring the right people. And this is my key learning in the professional area. Um, and for me, I'm going to tell you why. It's, you can have the, like, the best processes, you can have the best product, product of the world, but people are going to run it. And people use their creativity to bring you innovation. So in innovation is what you need. Like the SaaS industry is very competitive. Every day we have a new extraordinary product coming in. Uh, so people creative is your best resort. And also hire the right people is the best way for me to build a company that you want to, to keep working in the future. <laughs> and when I look into the past and see the PyFi, like the first PyFi team, the, like the first team members, uh, I see that we we knew that our goal was kind of impossible, like try to sell for companies around the world. Now we have clients in more than 140 client in 40, in 40 countries. We have we have investors such as uh, partnered uh, inside partners and funders fund, uh, open view and so on. It was like unimaginable in the, in the beginning. So we needed we needed people that. Who, like people who would believe as we did and carry on our purpose for the next hirings, uh, and this is also connect with my my personal hire my personal learning, uh, which is like dream big. Uh, like PyFi team, especially in the beginning, was composed by people with almost no background in SaaS. Uh, we didn't have a former Facebook, Twitter, uh, I don't know, Salesforce with us, so we needed to be humble to assume that we didn't know. How how to do it? Uh, we didn't know the way, so we we should like we needed to work harder than anyone to learn faster than anyone if you wanted to get success. 
for me, like dream big is not about only dreaming, but also putting your dreams in practice. So this is my two core learnings from this uh, five years of experience at PipeFi. That's awesome. You know, putting your dreams into practice. That is going to be a hashtag. All right, Giovanni, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. We learned a little bit more about LATAM. I certainly learned, uh, took a couple of lessons away. And uh, and good luck with your uh, projects in the future. And we hope to see you back on the podcast a little bit down in the road. All right. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. And if you need anything in the future, I'm always available. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And more importantly, share these insights with your peers.